Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improviser's Guide Network. Now is the time. Forever? Hashtag always MGM. Old, old, old. The secret staircase. We always do that. You are approaching the unloading area. Behold the majesty of the Sistine Seal. For the kids. A salute to all theme parks, but mostly Walt Disney. Ha! What a cute ending. Aloha and welcome aboard. This is Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. That's Jen. Hello! And I'm Frank, and we have a full house here today. It, it's a small house, but the full house. Nice. But <laughs> the um, I, I had some struggle here to get the recording started on my side tonight because we were putting the two-year-old to bed, and suddenly, and it's been a long time since we took our trip together. Uh, it's been well over a week plus. <laughs> And um, tonight she decided in her, in her bed to recount everything that happened in Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> this, is, this is absolute fact. This is what happened. And uh, I was like, why is she talking about Bunsen and Beaker? What's going on? And she's talking, and Beaker was getting hurt. And then the thing appeared and it nose. And then she went off on Waldo, the 3D. Like, Waldo, the, the 3D, you know, whatever he's called there. Spirit of 3D. And and just liked how much she doesn't like him. It was calling him the birdie. I don't like the birdie. I don't like that he took my nose with his nose. I don't like it. And then she recounts the rest of the movie and then went back and then was like talking her off the ledge. And then I came out and then Mrs. Dillo had to go in to then talk more about Waldo, the spirit of 3D. That's amazing. So if there's one person to take down the Muppets, hashtag save the Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Jen, do you want to tell everyone, the world at large, what's been happening and who we have here as our guests this week? So we talked a while back about doing some switching and some <laughs> scobibbity bobbity booing. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. We changed it up a little bit. I, I, ooh. And we decided, well, we didn't decide. It was sort of already decided. Anyway, we were talking about doing that with none other than the Morning Monorail Podcast. Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Yeah, I'm, come on, I'm get the screwing everything up on this. Stick the landing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they are all here. We have Justin, Sam, and Landon all here in one place on Theme Park Thursday. And it's probably like the greatest episode ever already. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, Jen, for the record, so I know who is the designated chicken nugget this week. <laughs> I mean, I had some chicken nugs earlier. Does that count? I will walk off this podcast. <laughs> Justin is chicken this nugget. Is, this is totally an away game for me, isn't it? <laughs> this is our first ever visit to another podcast. We are so grateful that you have allowed us to join you. It's an honor to be part of Theme Park Thursday. Day. Big fans. <laughs> <laughs> we subscribe and everything. Oh, We're wow. Yeah, subscribers. Would you say you're longtime listeners, first time callers? Long time yes. listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm a first time listener, long time caller. So. All right. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> Dimitri Martin joke. I have questions and comments. <laughs> I guess as good as I think it is. <laughs> Uh, answer is yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I totally butchered the joke. <laughs> it works. Uh, well, uh, Jen was the one who uh, put me on to you guys, and and at first it was like she was like, I think they're both former cast members. I can't <laughs> tell because they talk like they're ca- they're cast members. Mm-hmm. So listen and tell me if you think they're cast members. <laughs> and I was hooked, and then this, yeah, and then our whole communication began. Yes. Well, how did you how did you vote, Frank? Did you think we were? Or uh, Justin, we, I thought you might have been. I did not think Sam was. <laughs> oh shit! No offense. At the monorail, <laughs> the H man. I get it because <laughs> and it comes across. Justin's got like this. Hey guys, he's your Monday morning monorail, and I'm like. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Although now you sound more Disney, Sam, so I don't know. Now it's Disney. <laughs> See, but on uh, your Jay impression. 
that, that was spot on. I know. I'm pretty good. I'm a little guy, so. And, and Sam just proved my point. She gestured on the Zoom here with her thumb. And, I, and in my mental pictures, all these episodes, I, I didn't see her doing the two finger point in my mind. There it is. <laughs> hey, what, just, just so the world knows who, uh, I, I think we have very similar audiences, so I'm sure everyone knows you guys already, but what got you started on the podcast, and how did your hook landed in, and Landon, how did you get hooked in? I just give me like a brief overview of like how it all began, and yeah, and you're all together now, here you are. I'll, I'll start us off here, but I want to say, first of all, um, Landon, Landon is the radio guy. He's he's been the guy who's actually been paid to be listened to at some point. So <laughs> he had this background doing this kind of thing. And, and actually, before I ever started doing any podcast, Landon was podcasting. He ventured out into the podcast world doing a wrestling podcast before I ever had anything going on. Yeah. And sometime after that, I started a little project called Nerd News Cafe. Um, not safe for work. Don't listen to that if you're fans of these podcasts. Earmuffs, everybody. Earmuffs for days. <laughs> I will say I played the dad role most of the time, trying to keep things reined in. Um, but but we did that. We had a really good time with it. I started it with my friend Matt. Eventually, we brought Landon on because we realized we needed some talent in the room. And um, y'all settled on me. <laughs> the show got got much better after he joined, and we had a lot of fun. At one point, Sam said to me that she would love to do a podcast with the kids. Hmm. So, and I, I've always, I will say, even in the early days of Nerd News Cafe, I brought in, I always found a way to talk about Walt Disney World. <laughs> I would talk about something, whether it be technology or I, I just, I always found a way to talk about theme parks. My friend Matt has, has no knowledge, does not care a thing about theme parks. It was just, he, he never wants to go. He'll tell you the only theme park he's ever been to is Dollywood and he hates it. So, <laughs> Shout out to Dollywood. Yeah. So, a lot of people who work there. Woo. Uh, <laughs> park right down the road. But, uh, but anyway. 75% of Pigeon Park is based on Dolly Parton. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, so I decided, you know what? I want to talk more about theme parks. I would love to do a podcast with the family. And so we launched this idea um, in like probably March or April of this year. We started kind of planning for it yeah, and uh, created the Twitter, started to try to build uh, build up some anticipation for it. And I do want to say shout out to Jen, because I look back and I think you might have been one of the first people to ever retweet anything that we did. <laughs> probably. But... <laughs> oh, you mean Frank? Because he's always the one t- tweeting from Dallas. No, this was a screwed up Janello. Oh, even better. Yeah, so I, that was back in May. So, so thanks for being our first original. Anytime, team. guys. But support of course, the community. It, was, it was natural that Landon had to be part of this because he's part of our family too. So, whether they want it to or not, <laughs> he's the godfather too. By the way, of those two crazy kids, you. Oh, know. wow! I am the godfather of chicken nugget. That's going to be the first Monday morning monorail podcast t-shirt. Godfather of chicken. Yes. Nuggets. Hey, you know what? As long as, as long as I get some sort of residual, I'm a okay. I'm here to get paid. I'm here to get over. I'm here to get overpaid. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and Landon has shared his love of Walt Disney world through the years with me. When I, anytime I wanted to nerd out about Walt Disney world, I usually went and talked to Landon about it. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful that I have been able to take two trips with my kids to Walt Disney World so far and, uh, you know, brought Sam along the way, too. She was a fan because she had gone, but, you know, gone as kind of a casual Disney World fan. And as she said on the podcast, um, and so there may have been some ulterior motive of maybe if I start a podcast, we'll go more often. Yeah, <laughs> obviously you sold me on it because I've <laughs> really close to there now. So we haven't. She decided to upgrade the about. whole family. Yeah. So, so podcast, uh, podcast goal achieved. So yeah. uh, get it up, guys. <laughs> it's been fun. No. I think that's like a beyond achievement. You're not just going to go more. You're now living there. So... In the Epcot ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even, I like, I feel like I had other opportunities in other places, but this one just made sense. So, yeah, it, even though it seems like um, we planned it to be that way, we tr- <laughs> it just happened. It was destiny. It <laughs> all came together. Yeah, I'll put it out in the universe, and now the universe yeah. is bringing you to Orlando, Florida. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to do like a little holiday potluck. That was the decision we all made this week. We each have in our possession right now a holiday special or movie that we're going to talk about and bring to the table and have as a discussion. We, uh, it's an eclectic collection, I will say. So I'm excited about that. And uh, because you are the guests... Uh, Justin, Sam, Landon, I'm going to let you guys decide which one of you will present the first movie or special to be so, the pressure, guys. <laughs> so do you want to kick it? You just watched your movie again. So do you want to kick off, Sam? Well, first? So let me just tell you, I'm over here looking at Justin's notes and he <laughs> <Don't> has <laughs> and stuff. I'm just about to tell you guys about the movie. <laughs> I've <laughs> find out what the budget was or anything <laughs> that sounds no about story. right like 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 a little inside baseball every time jay and i record an m340d he has like encyclopedia mickey ready to go like like apparently he went back in time and found the like handwritten notes that like ub iWorks or something had had for whatever was being planned like like jay is meticulous to a t Crazy. I was about to talk about Kermit the Frog's thigh gap, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I think that's exactly where we need to start. Let's start right there. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my movie is my movie is a Muppet Christmas Carol. And yes. I'll go first. Um, I don't know what year it was released, but I can easily Ooh, find it out. Let's play the guessing game. I'm going to say 88. I'm going to say 91. Mm. It's either 91 or 92. I'm going to say 92. Oh, I was going to go 93. So mm. closest without going over. I'll IMDB it while you keep going. Uh, I'll pick 92 <laughs> so we don't uh, have a problem. <laughs> it is 92. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to play that game with the with the guy going up the hill. <laughs> oh, no yodeling for you. <laughs> so I have watched it several times. Uh, in, well, a couple times in the last maybe couple days. days. <laughs> just because I have a really bad short term memory loss, so I was like, I better watch it right before. Um, and it's pretty good. Like it does the pretty whole good. Bob. <laughs> Yeah, it's, okay, it's wonderful. It's an amazing. <laughs> I saved the Muppet. Say, oh boy. <laughs> um, and I, I really like their rendition of it. Um, their ghosts are terrifying, though. And uh, the uh, ghost of past is this little baby thing with, like, like floaty cloth. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's so creepy. She's like, oh, I'm yeah. a ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, our hot take was that the ghost of Christmas past is the scariest thing in that movie. It's mm -hmm. terrifying. She should have been the ghost of future because that would give you bad dreams, you know, <laughs> like I thought she was a floaty baby. Oh my gosh. You know, so, um, but Michael Caine he, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, everybody do your Michael Caine impression. <laughs> Have a good Bruce one. Mr. Wine. <laughs> Some people just like to <laughs> race into the Alfred <laughs> So he's Scrooge, and uh, he does pretty good being grumpy. And, uh, oh, he's not. I gives an amazing performance, by the way. Yeah. I'm a Michael Caine fan. He is all in in this movie. Mm -hmm. He phoned it. He's all yeah, and he played. He like acted with Muppets, and yeah. there's uh, big life-size <laughs> Muppets that yeah. he took seriously. So, yeah. uh, good actor, you know. <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't know what to talk about other than just those I, things. I have a couple of questions. Okay, ask. <laughs> and they're a bit general, but did did the Dickens story actually create the name? Like, so. Here's what I'm asking. Here's what I'm asking. Listen, it's Sam's face. Got her face. Here's what I'm going with it. When people say Scrooge nowadays, we think of like a skin flint, right? Penny pincher. That's a Scrooge. But would we have called them that before the Dickens tale? I think he invented that. Is it true? Or was Scrooge used before the Dickens tale? That's what I'm asking because you have two minutes to respond. <laughs> I want you, you have to decide right now, and if it's on a podcast, it's true. 
This is like um, a who wants to be a millionaire question. Like, yeah. You can phone a friend. 50? Yeah. Scrooge <laughs> existed before Dickens. I don't know the answer. And okay. that's because so, it's based off of his papa, who was a turd. And okay. it's there in Scrooge the Dickens is his papa. Now, the reason I say that is because we're watching this movie, and every time they say Scrooge, like, just you, you, when you think of it, it just sounds like a derogatory term. And we use it that way. And Sorry, that's a thought I had. I know that doesn't have anything to do with the mother. <laughs> but the other thing that I was thinking about is um, I wanted to mention, this isn't a question, it's a comment. Fred, his nephew, is also amazing in that movie. And when we were watching it last night, Garrett said, we, the part where Fred comes in, he comes into the, the counting room and um, he's talking to Scrooge and he's, he's, of course he's merry and he's trying to get Scrooge all, you know, jolly, jolly. Yeah. Bring in the Christmas spirit. Yes. And Garrett, like after Fred exits, Garrett says, I really like that character. He's just so happy. <laughs> he just seems like a good guy. And I'm like, yeah, it was well cast. He, he's in there. Like uh, he's, he's definitely bringing in the Christmas cheer. But he's good too. I wanted to, I don't know the actor's name, but I wanted to give him a shout out. So I'm pretty sure this isn't your movie to read. Nobody's getting cold this year for Christmas. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe provoke uh, Sam here by saying <laughs> my hot take is that uh, I have maybe seen a Muppet Christmas Carol once. And uh, I find it very difficult to watch because it is the fo uh, the first movie that came out post uh, the death of Jim Henson. So mm -hmm. I don't like Kermit's voice in it. I have a hard time with Statler and Waldorf and listening to them. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, many, many, many of my friends live by it. Uh, so over the years, I've thought about going back to it. So I really, I personally want to be sold on why I should go back to, and watch it when I've had such a struggle the past 26 years. Yeah. I mean, it probably is different than, uh, what, you know, was before Jim Henson, but I think there's a, it's kind of fun and light there. Uh, most of it I really like I'm not much for musicals so if I'm gonna watch it it's not bad <laughs> part that I that's a pretty high praise <laughs> <laughs> the only part I recommend skipping is whenever Scrooge is young and he's watching like he's with Ghost Baby and he's um, <laughs> with his girlfriend who his wants his fiance and she wants to get married then she starts, she starts singing. singing that is a bad part i'm like yeah, that, <laughs> they did not need that song oh, she she like is breathing really heavy the whole time <laughs> oh, oh my you know let's get back to the muppets right <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay we get it you'll want to break up let's move on you know <laughs> But I, it's really good. I think um, Tiny Tim, oh, you know, he's, he's, cute. he's so cute. He's a fuck. Oh, that's my second question. There we go. <laughs> the offspring of Kermit and Piggy are frogs and pigs? That was confusing to me. I don't think that's how that works. I mean, it shouldn't work at all, but if it was going to no. work, wouldn't we have gotten frog pigs? That's or just pigs some sort of messed up flipper baby type thing? It's Muppets. They could have made it cute. Uh, Here's what I'd tell you, Frank. How do you make a flipper baby cute? My starting <laughs> point about this movie is that Gonzo and Rizzo are awesome throughout. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's worth watching for their little slapsticky comedy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Jen, I don't know. Did you watch this a lot when you? Because since you're since you're so much younger than me, uh, <laughs> do you recall watching this often? I know we had we had the VHS for sure. I worked at a Sam Goody, so it was just you know you get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that that's how I know uh, Frank's a lot older than us. A lot older than all of us. Here. <laughs> Not just yeah. a VHS, a Sam Goody. Oh. Yeah, boom, double whammy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what I deal with every week, guys. So <laughs> I feel like I have seen it a handful of times, but I now have not seen it in a long time. And I wanted to watch it before today, and I did not get the chance. So maybe I can watch it before this goes live to the masses to form an opinion and maybe write a blog. Probably not. Let's not get excited. Guys. <laughs> the longest on running um, joke we have here. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I feel like I did watch it, though, a good amount, and, and probably because it was even on TV more often right. then than it is yeah. now, so it was easier to come across. But And to Justin's point, I do remember Gonzo and Rizzo's part being the 
the the one that I drifted to most and maybe because that was right on the you know with especially Muppet Vision came out right after that so it's all kind of at the same time where Rizzo is getting a lot of play in the Muppet verse mm-hmm. lately. Landon mm-hmm. what do you think about it? Um, I mean obviously yeah uh, I would prefer it if it was Jim Henson uh, voiced uh, Muppets and stuff like that but at, at the end of the day it's still Muppets so I'm on board with it now I have heard some people online kind of share your same criticism of it Frank so you're not alone in that but I mean like I said it's Muppet stuff and 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 I grew up on the Muppets grew up on Muppet babies and right. like like everything Muppets I was all about so so this is this is still a movie that I do dig still to this day. And I feel like maybe because enough time has passed now, maybe you can separate that a little more and not get so angry and ranty about it. <laughs> but you can but separate it. <laughs> but Just stripping gonna, me of who I am. I'm going to relate it to Nicholas Sparks movies. Now, oh I used to read a lot of Nicholas Sparks books, and some of the movies made me really mad <laughs> because they were not like the books where they'd add things that just did not need to be added. But if I wait enough years that grammatically correct? Probably not. If I wait a long enough time, I can now enjoy the movie again because I've separated. I haven't just read the book and then went right to the movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, if we learn anything today, it's Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Sorry, <laughs> <Harry> Landon. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Sam, uh, the choice is yours now. Who would you like to hear discuss their holiday special or movie? Who will be next? So I, I think I'll pick Jin. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Girl power, guys. Girl power. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting the lady involved. It's got to hear female voices all at the beginning. So. That's right. Get us out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also discussing a Christmas Carol. So really, it just Connect. all ties in. Let's all let's all get that, that out of the way there. Um, but I am discussing Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mm. And Justin, you might be proud of me because I never take notes and I took some bullets uh, tonight Ooh. and I went to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Amen>. yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, let me just say, Mickey's Christmas Carol goes way back for the Dillos. And I think it was kind of always a movie we watched decorating the tree because it used to be on TV, mm. I think, at the same time. And I'm pretty sure it was used as a carrot dangling over our head where I feel like we if we got in trouble we weren't allowed to watch it <laughs> like that's that's the dork family we, we you know come from like you have been fighting too much and you're driving me crazy and now you can't watch Mickey's Christmas Carol tonight you know at and obviously, I was young, but old man over there, it still affected him. Like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to go drive my car and my <laughs> I'm going to Sam Goody. Forget this. I'm going to go get a Froyo at the mall. You remember what malls are? Why? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, That's what's up. Yes. So anyway, but back to some knowledge here. So it came out in December... 83 and some of us on this podcast were quite young some of us were not born and some of us were. i was nine <laughs> yeah and then there's that one so i'm just gonna read this blurb from wikipedia it's like doing a book report at school and yeah. i'm not trying to plagiarize i'm telling you i'm just reading it directly okay. so exactly how you did book reports when they were encyclopedia so yeah i just i just switched like the mickey's christmas carol was largely an animated adaptation of a disneyland records 1974 audio musical entitled an adaptation of Dickens' Christmas Carol. The musical featured similar dialogue and cast of characters, with the exception of the first and last Christmas Ghosts. Further, the songs from the record album version were not used in the animated film, although an opening chorus of a new song was heard for the credits. And I'm just saying that because that opening song... That gets me right away. Sing it. Sing no. it now. No. Sing it. Sing the song. No, no. No, no. Can we, can we put that in post? Can, you, can we take a moment to listen to it? And then, um, come on. Yeah. Oh, what a very Christmas. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Good night, everybody. I kind of feel like if I wait long enough, he'll just do it. So, <laughs> with a lot of things. Um, yeah. So, and I, also thought it was interesting that this was the first original Mickey Mouse theatrical cartoon in uh, at that point for 30 years. 
Mm -hmm. had in, in theaters. And I feel like, Frank, we maybe talked about that a little bit when we went to the Mickey True original. Yeah, we said the world dropped off there at uh, the Mickey Mouse Club and yeah. Yeah. after that. <laughs> <clears throat> right, so that kind of lines up with the timing of that. Um, and it was nominated for an Academy Award. It didn't win. And it was also the, la the only Mickey Mouse short which John Lasseter was involved as an animator who now does Pixar. So <laughs> anyway, I love it. I also, it's weird watching it as, as an adult now because I feel like it's so much shorter than I remember it. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, especially now putting it on for the kids and then I'll like leave the room and I'll come back. I'm like, wait, it's over? What, what happened? What, how did I miss that? That's, that was nothing. It's, that feels weird watching it back. But I now put the movie on while decorating the tree during Thanksgiving weekend and all that. So I love it. Uh, I mean, yeah, from my vantage Questions from the audience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay, do you have some sort of like long drawn out like yeah. collegiate answer that she needs to uh, respond with? No, I love that movie. It's definitely on our rotation of holiday films that we watch every single year. And, and I feel the same way that you do, Jen, it, it seems so much shorter now when, we, when I watch it. And I, and I felt that same way when we started watching like the Charlie Brown specials with the kids. Cause I, yeah. I feel like I remember those being like three hours long. It's like, <laughs> long, long, long. I see uh, like they're three hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, the commercials make it feel like yeah. that. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, you were watching it with commercials and like, like what's, what's the runtime on it without commercials? Is it, is it 30 or an hour? I think it's 30. So, so, so yeah. you get like 22 minutes of actual like show. Right. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's why it feels like it's over immediately because it yeah. pretty much yeah, is. Because, yeah. When they had the NBC special back in the eighties, when they first started airing it, they used to do like three uh, Disney shorts before that. They had like Goofy doing the skiing stuff and they had, you know, Mickey and Pluto doing the tree with Chippendale mm -hmm. and one other one, if I recall. So that was like the first half hour and then they would do Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. Yeah. So, so because be I was nine and I remember it guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 Landon, tell me. How old were you? Um, I was a glint in my father's eye at that point. Now, Frank, were, were these uh, animated shorts in color or black and white? <laughs> well, the short was in color. The TV was in black and white. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me, it definitely throws me back to growing up. It's, it's definitely a, mem a memory I have of... I don't. I can't place like decorating the tree, but I remember sitting with my parents and my siblings and watching Mickey's Christmas Carol. Do you, Do you have memories of it? No. My family didn't really watch movies or anything, so, um, so I don't remember it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Sam. Well, Landon, I, what about you? Yeah, uh, this is something uh, I don't have the tree decorating memory like you do, Jen, which, by the way, I think that's awesome that you associate that with decorating the tree. I mean, like that's, that's part of what Christmas is about. It's those memories, spending time with the people you love, you know, setting up awesome trees to look at and then curse the fact that you have to take it down the day after Christmas or, you know, hey, guess what? It's a Valentine's Day tree, you guys. But but yeah, I, I do remember uh, watching this with, uh, with with my younger brother growing up. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think this would be an appropriate time to take a Zoom break. Yeah, two fifty. Here, we'll uh, take a break, and Jen will get to pick who goes next on the potluck holiday movie switcheroo skidoo. <laughs> also, switcheroo uh, kazoo, as as we established. Yes. Uh, oh, bibbidi bobbidi boo. Bibbidi bobbidi. Yes. Yeah, All right. I'll get it right All when we come right. back. And we are back. It's Dillo's Diz Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz with the Monday Morning Monorail podcasting crew. Jen, yes. you left off with Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's now your turn to choose who will speak next. Who's bringing what to the potluck holiday switcheroo skidoo? So I think I'm going to go with the person 
who has the movie I probably have seen once in my life, but not in a very long time. Landon, over to you. (laughs) I am super excited for this. Now, a little inside baseball. Uh, Jay will tell you, I will never pass up an opportunity to talk about the late, great Jim Varney or his gift from God, his character, Ernest P. Worrell. So I have chosen Ernest Saves Christmas. And this is literally where Ernest saves Christmas. Now, do y'all want the behind the scenes or the, I guess, you know, breakdown of what happens during the movie. You're so charged up. Let's see where it takes you. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, uh, that's that's kind of my you know goal in life, and it's led me to this point, to better or for worse. So at least we can edit it if I go too far off the trail. So uh, this is a story about how Ernest saves Christmas because Santa comes to Orlando, Florida, a place that we might be familiar with here on this Walt <laughs> Disney World podcast. And uh, he's looking to find his replacement, and it just so happens to be it is a guy that has a uh, done a – children's cartoon show on public access for years and years and santa's like this is my guy to replace me so i can go live my life and uh, it just so happens that santa befriends ernest p Worrell and some chick that looks like a c-list punky brewster wannabe so uh you know insanity uh ensues because you know it's an earnest movie and uh the c-list punky brewster we'll call her chunky brewster uh steals Santa's stack and Side note, there are tons of jokes about how Santa is looking for his sack and Santa has lost his sack throughout the entire movie. Mm. For a PG movie, it sure does talk about an old man's sack a lot. (laughs) And they know exactly what they're talking about. I'm keeping it PG, guys. I mean, mean, it might have been different in the 80s, but it's still PG. I I think Jen's more offended about the shots at Punky Brewster, her favorite TV show. No, no, no. It's not. I'm not taking shots at Punky Brewster. I'm taking shots at Chunky Brewster. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair Remember, enough. Remember, C-list level. It's like a garbage pail kid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, I kind of grew up on those two. Um, uh, so uh, Santa ends up going to the clink on Christmas Eve Eve. They send Santa to jail uh, because uh, he's wandering around Orlando telling people he is Santa Claus. So, you know, this guy's crazy. (laughs) So um, uh, Santa goes to jail and Ernest and Chunky Brewster have to break him out of jail. And uh, this is the point where Ernest starts to do all of his fun characters and his voices. Uh, Apparently he travels around with like some, uh, just wardrobe of costumes and disguises because we get to see the old lady. We get to see his, uh, his like old swamp guy character. And we get to see the uh, litigious, uh, earnest character. I'm sure they have names, but I don't know them. (laughs) Um, the litigious character ends up breaking Santa out of jail with chunky Brewster, who's dressed as a schoolgirl, which, which kind of sends some mixed signals. If it's again, peach, never mind. Um, (laughs) So uh, this entire time, Santa's eight reindeers, not nine, because Rudolph doesn't make an appearance. Apparently, they couldn't get the uh, Rudolph in the budget. <laughs> His reindeers are stuck in customs, and uh, they are held up until at the end of the movie, helper elves show up from the North Pole to wrangle said reindeers from customs when they're on the ceiling, because remember, Santa's reindeers fly. And uh, so Ernest and the elves decide to fly Santa's reindeer. And this is where it gets really fun, because uh, Ernest breaks the sleigh at every opportunity he can, like parts are falling off. And then uh, at one point, it zooms out and shows the entire globe. And Ernest is whipping around the entire earth like he's Superman trying to, you know, uh, reverse time. <laughs> and, uh, and and there's there's one line. It's completely stupid. When Ernest is breaking or is, is just taking, one line. Yeah, just one line. <laughs> and this is a line that has stuck with me forever. Uh, talking about on uh, on uh, Jen's movie about how, you know, I used to watch this with my younger brother, like like me and my brother. Doesn't matter what time of year it was. It could have been uh, August 7th. And if we said, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, we knew exactly what we were talking about because at one point, <laughs> Ernest uh, gets out of uh, the airport with Santa's sleigh and eight reindeers and two elves and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, and they go and like go along the road and they go through a toll booth and Ernest is such a good hearted soul. He doesn't have any change on him, but he's going to wish this toll operator booth a Merry Christmas. But remember he's going at like, you know, a bazillion miles an hour. So it comes out. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. (laughs) It still sticks to me to this day. So uh, thankfully 
uh, Ernest Does Save Christmas, as the title implies. Uh, Santa finds his replacement, this guy named Joe. He is now signed up for 150-some-odd years of being Santa if uh, Santa, the old Santa, this is getting confusing. If, if, if the other guy who was arrested uh, has anything to say about it. And uh, I, I just love this movie. It's, 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 it's a stupid movie. I mean, it's an earnest movie. So what do you expect? But it, it still holds a special place in my heart. It's like, uh, it, it, in fact, it debuted at number two at the box office, but was not uh, shockingly received well by the critics. Apparently critics... <laughs> <laughs> aren't on board with Ernest, but it, but it has kind of developed a cult following since, um, in addition to being an Ernest movie, as most Ernest movies have been, you know, kind of a cult. This, uh, this movie in particular has gotten a cult following. And another reason this has a tie to Disney, the majority of the movie was shot in Orlando and was finished at the, I'm going to get this right so Jin doesn't yell at me, it was <laughs> the Disney MGM Studios. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hashtag always MGM. At hashtag always MGM. So uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that is a Disney tie. And also, like going back on the history of Ernest, like like the character of Ernest started as a uh, as the commercial pitch man for everything from Mountain Dew mm-hmm. or not not Mountain Dew. He was a Mellow Yellow man, Burn. Uh, <laughs> everything from Mellow Yellow to uh, Long John Silver's. He hawked uh, for a, uh, a amusement park in Kentucky. Like and and he was so popular at one point. Disney had all of their characters at the uh, Indianapolis 500 one year, and they were, you know, bringing them out. But for, uh, but but Ernest, not Jim Varney, Ernest was the, I guess the uh, the you know grand master or whatever the the big poobah is at uh, the Indianapolis 500. So they brought out and did, uh, Donald Duck, yay, <laughs> and Mickey Mouse, yay. And Ernest P. Warhol, and the crowd goes wild. You think it's like the second coming of Christ or something, the way the crowd pops. Like, to the point Disney was in negotiations with Jim Varney to buy the character of Ernest from him because at one point he was that, po- he was that popular. So um, that is another tie to, uh, to the Walt Disney World. And I do want to say the guy that portrayed Santa, uh, his name is Douglas Seal. He feels like, I know this, I know this is just going to be a, you know, very uh, debatable thing uh, varies from person to person to me like this was one of the most earnest no pun intended portrayals of santa on the big screen like this guy believed everything that he said like like when he said a line like okay that's what santa would say like i i truly believed that this guy could have been santa and on top of that he went to jail and then he beat up a, a tv director so you know that's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> in real life? No, no, not in real life. In, in, in the movie, he, he threw a Santa punch into the guy's eye. Oh, and, and I do want to point out when Ernest was, you know, whipping around the world in the sleigh, the Air Force was actually scrambled to shoot him down. Yeah, but uh, Ernest apparently is a much better pilot than Jack Skellington because he didn't get shot down. So uh, suck it, Jack Skellington. Yeah, nor, nor is Jack Skellington being discussed on this podcast episode. Uh, More shots fired at Jack Skellington. <laughs> Here's, uh, I landed just for a second. Just, uh, I want to make a quick association before I forget. So just stay with me, right? Jim Varney, this, the voice of Slinky Dog. Yes, Slinky Dog. Dog dash coaster flies around the former area of the residential street. Whoa, it's a whole earnest connection. Wow. Wow. There you go. There you go. And Christmas uh, miracle. And and, and <laughs> keeping with the Disney connections, uh, as I use my hands to do that motion. Uh, like I said, most of this movie was shot on the MGM Disney Studios up until 2002, the house of Vern. And if you're familiar with Ernest, you know that Ernest would always go bother his neighbor, Vern, uh, always in, you know, uh, first-person point of view with a fish-eyed lens and would just destroy everything Vern did. Uh, Vern's house actually stood until 2002 in the Studio Backlot Tour until it was demolished. So, mm-hmm. another piece. Probably had some of those Osborne family Christmas lights on it. There you go. Full mm-hmm. circle. Full just circle like Ernest right around the world. Yes. And that is Ernest Saves Christmas. Questions from the audience. <laughs> Here's my question. There's a quote that I think I remember from this movie, and I credit it to this movie whether or not it came from it or not. 
But is there a part where Ernest is like plummeting to the earth in the sleigh and it stops dead in the air and he goes, <laughs> air brakes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, that is that is literally uh, that within is. the last five minutes of that movie, which, by the way, the entire movie is on YouTube, you guys, all, oh, all 91 good. minutes of it. Nice. And I recommend you check it out. Like, Don't tell anybody they'll take it down. Mm. Well, I mean, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like people are protecting the Ernest <laughs> copyright. They really should. Because as I talked about, this guy's a national treasure. He hawked everything from Walt, from Disney World to Mountain Dew. Dang it, I did it again. Mellow Yellow. <laughs> the ghost of Ernest is going to come back and kill me now. Oh, and also his uh, the, the, the fat guy with the eyes and the skinny old man. They're also in the movie. So, uh, so all of your favorite Ernest characters are there. <laughs> The fat guy with the eyes and the skinny old man. Is that, <laughs> I'll IMDB that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you should. But they're in literally every Ernest movie. So yeah. Yeah. not to be confused with Chunky Punky Brewster. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with Chunky Brewster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, if uh, if you can't tell, I really do love this movie. It's uh, something that uh, is kind of a Christmas tradition. So uh, like. Check it out again, Citizen Kane. This is not, but but <laughs> if you enjoy the the uh, the shtick of Ernest, you're gonna really like this. I'm finding it later on. Yeah, exactly. I know we're all gonna be up person. like we're watching it. What am I doing watching this? <laughs> I gotta get up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Landon, uh, it's over to you. Me and Justin, Justin and I remain here. Who's uh, who, who would you like to hear from with our holiday potluck switchers, Kadoo, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Um, also, Kazoo, don't forget that. Um, mm-hmm. Since this is your podcast, I figure we will save the best for last, Frank. <coughs> all right. Jay, I'm like the best. I mean, like, do your thing. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I'm, I, there's no way that I can follow what you just did for the <laughs> stage Christmas extravaganza. Yeah, so sorry, I didn't mean to scream at uh, your audience for like 15 minutes about Ernest. <laughs> that was like an A plus book report. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feedback. Uh, faster, more intense. That's that's all you need. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll grab my computer and just do one of these numbers. For <laughs> 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 the benefit of those with the audio visual stuff. You're right. Yeah. No, I today I chose to talk about the Santa Claus with an E, and uh, several reasons that I wanted to pick this movie. Um, one of them, if we want to go back to Frank's reference to Slinky Dog Dash and Toy Story Land, we can tie that to the main character and the Santa Claus who was who voices Buzz Lightyear, mm-hmm. and that's of course Tim Allen. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So, the Santa Claus. I'm not going to recap the movie for you, but (laughs) what I I do want to do is tell you what IMDb said about this movie. This is the summary. One sentence. When a man inadvertently kills Santa on Christmas Eve, (laughs) he finds himself magically recruited to take his place. There is so much wrong with that sentence. (laughs) Happy holidays, kids. Yeah. Did he really kill Santa? (laughs) Yeah. No, he just rolled up at the dude and he fell off the... I don't think that's murder. Okay, well then Tim the Toolman Taylor is an accessory to manslaughter at best. You would never be charged with a crime in that situation. All circumstantial. But anyway... Wait, where where was Al? He was over, you know... I don't think so, Tim. (laughs) Probably not a good idea, Tim. (laughs) But... the other part is he doesn't really get magically recruited either. He his son guilts him into putting on the suit. He I mean, he wasn't recruited, he was guilted in becoming the next Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. His son is a spoiled brat throughout that whole movie. That's how when I watch it as a parent now, I'm like, what a spoiled little brat. <laughs> but you're so old. Of course, when I watched it as a parent, I was like, I totally am with that kid. And on Christmas. Uh, I think the kid's name is Charlie. Is that right? It's, it's Charlie. Yeah. So Charlie that, that or he's the lead in Mighty Ducks. One of the two. But Charlie, I think that's also true. Yeah. Charlie gets one of these mythical uh, presents that I have never actually seen in person, which is the, the segmented skateboard. Have you ever seen that thing? No. It's got like three segments. It folds up and there's handles on either side. And you can see him playing with it on Christmas Day. I had one. You had one? Really? Nope. Nice. And then me and my brother deconstructed it and made it a luge board. Oh, yeah. Nice. Real secret. Okay. All right. Um, so here, here's what I wanted to say about this movie. We, I think all of us are pretty familiar with it. I, I find it sometimes jarring 
how so many Christmas movies like to bring up the fact that people either don't believe in Santa or why you shouldn't. And this is another one of those movies that does it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're showing this to kids. Why even put that thought in their head? Like, but the whole debate, they're trying to tell Charlie at the beginning, the stepdad and the mom are like, Santa's not real. You need to stop believing in this stuff. And then his dad, I, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just put out this theory there that his dad, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, or Scott <laughs> because he's, he's accident prone on, on tool time. He takes a knock on the head. He thinks he becomes Santa. He may even actually be in a coma for this movie. I'll be honest. Oh God, that's, yeah. that's, that's totally plausible. Yeah. 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 Midnight Shyamalan movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but here's what I wanted to bring you. Cause here's the fun stuff from this movie. I pulled a bunch of fun facts from IMDb. <laughs> now I want to, I want to say, I don't know if any of these are true, but they're all fun. So <laughs> they're on IMDb. They have to be, no? Exactly. Yeah, they couldn't be there if they weren't yeah. true. So for the role of Scott Calvin, here are the other people that were considered for this role. Apparently, it was originally written with Bill Murray in mind. Mm. Which, by the way, totally wow. different movie. That would have been awesome. Yeah. 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 Would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, after he declined, saying he didn't think it suited his humor, humor get it suited. He didn't want to suit up. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, they, they decided they were going to go with Chevy Chase. Oh God! <laughs> so it would have been a little National Lampoony. People probably would have thought, "What is this? Another vacation movie? This is weird." So uh, he he turned it down as well. Here are some other people considered. Again, I don't know if any of this is true. Robin Williams mm-hmm. would have been, been good. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Again, that's on, on my list of all-time favorite actors. I would have loved to see that. And he could have totally yeah. done it because he can do everything. Woody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Woody, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harrison Ford? I don't know. No. 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 Get off my sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick, yeah, get off my sleigh. There you go. <laughs> Patrick Swayze was another one. Ew. No. No. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Bill Gibson? Oh, there's, and there's, yeah. Give me back my son. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I would sign up for that if it's only like a cross between the Santa Claus and Mad Max. Yeah, right? That is an interesting movie. Welcome yeah. to the snow globe. Right, that movie, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, interesting. Michael Keaton, I'm Batman. He's the best Batman. Um, would have been okay. I mean, he was, he was really good at multiplicity. Yeah. It's a long list, by the way. I just want to point out, Rowan Atkinson is on this list. Oh. Who's that? Bean. Bean. Mr. Bean, who, by the way, I once played Mr. Bean at, for at, at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios That's for right. three whole weekends. Clumsily <laughs> <laughs> walked around with a chainsaw. That's right. Yep. <laughs> First week, I was supposed to be. A, well, I was supposed to be in Bill and Ted, and they were like, "No, you got cut from Bill and Ted, but you could still be Mr. Bean." Here's a here's a wooden door stopper go be a vampire slayer and then they're like the next week they gave me a chainsaw and then the next week i was a zombie and i was like it's time for me to go right <laughs> <laughs> well apparently steve gutenberg was also considered mm-hmm. he was considered yeah. for every movie at that yeah. <laughs> um and but here's the one that stuck out to me and there's and and you're going to see this connection in just a minute jim carrey was considered mm. according mm-hmm. to imdb mm-hmm. Well, he might have been playing opposite someone that he would play opposite year late, years later because apparently the role of Neil Miller was also offered to Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. So we could have been Dumb and dumber Christmas there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very dumb Christmas. Yeah. Which is, by the way, my favorite movie of all time, so I'm sure it would have <laughs> jumped up in esteem for me if this had been a, an early uh Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey pair up. Yeah. They should have made tons of movies together, like David Spade and Chris Farley. Why didn't we get <gasps> movies with Rest Jim in Peace Daniels. Farley? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's there's a whole list of people that were also considered for uh, for Neil Miller as well, as opposed to Judge Reinhold. But that's um, crazy that so many actors were up for this. So apparently this movie was in like production purgatory for a long time. It, yeah. yeah, and and I guess they read the, you know, they read the script. They were like, not for me. Uh, again, Robert De Niro was up for Neil Miller. That's weird. What? We've seen him be like an angry curmudgeon dad, right? Meet the parents. So, and he got a whole franchise out of that. He 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 trained a cat to use the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and this is nothing against Tim Allen. I, I like Tim Allen. I watch Home Improvement. I you know after it took me a year to watch the Santa Claus because I did not like that premise, but I did end up watching it, but and enjoying it. But like I felt like Tim Allen had something on Michael Eisner because how did he become this early '90s Disney <laughs> touchstone yeah. icon? Because this was actually uh, Tim Allen's first lead role in a feature mm-hmm. film. Oh, really? Uh, but then apparently for one week in 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie, the number one TV show, and the New York Times number one bestseller. Oh, uh, I can't wow. All at the same time. So hmm. what a good week to be uh, Tim Allen, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, I guess this kind of uh, was a springboard for him to star in other Disney movies. I mean, obviously, the aforementioned Toy Story. And then uh, mm-hmm. don't forget, what, Jungle to Jungle, where he found his uh, long-lost son had yeah. been living in the jungle. Right. Another that was- Disney movie. Yeah. I have, I think I have a button somewhere for Jungle the Jungle. I have to look. Is that from Sam Goody? When I was no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that might be worth some money for me. I'll have to see if that's in the magic shoebox of my yeah. youth. Last thing I want to say about the Santa Claus: there's a hidden Mickey in it, apparently. Oh, uh, really? Should I say, or should we just tell people? Should we send them on a scavenger hunt? No, you need to tell me because I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look at this on on the internet. <laughs> is it? Is it? On the sleigh, it, he it's when he's on the sleigh. Oh, it's apparently when they I'll just tell you it's when they pass by the moon. The moon has a distinct Mickey Mouse logo on it. Mm, interesting, I literally well, didn't say the moon, but I didn't think that would be right at all. <laughs> no. oh, yeah, I, I, I do see it though. To be fair, we're like 30 years away from Disney putting a Mickey icon on the moon anyway. Well, so, that's I mean, true. Like, like, like uh, I believe that's called foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all. That's all the next CEO of Disney is going to have available because you know Iger got Star Wars and Marvel. He's going to be like, well, now we got to go to space. It's going <laughs> <laughs> to get a, a space group, a super space force, whatever it's going to be. And uh, <laughs> are we talking about space force now? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's right. That's where we're going. Is it my turn? <laughs> then back to Christmas movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Frank, you're on. Okay, so uh, my uh, holiday offering here at the Potluck is is probably the most recent holiday offering from Disney, which is Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Hmm. It was uh, released last year. Uh, at first, it was going to be, they announced it as a TV special, and then they thought it was much like Toy Story 2 when things used to go straight to video. They were like, no, it can't be on TV first. We got to go send it to the movies. So they put it as the, uh, the, the short, quote unquote, before Coco. And uh, a lot of people lost their minds over that. And, you know, Frozen has this nice built up backlash over the years. It became too popular for its own good, and, <laughs> and people had a hate on it. And uh, following a couple of weeks as the lead-in for Coco, it uh, debuted on ABC as its own uh, Christmas special. And I'm going to say up front, I love it. I think it's great. It's not because the two-year-old who was a one-year-old back then uh, loved watching it thousands of times over the last year, including like Labor Day weekend. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, got, <laughs> it's got a simple premise. <clears throat> It's the first Christmas uh, since everything in Frozen went down, uh, but all the citizens of Arendelle go off and do their own holiday customs and traditions, and Anna and Elsa realize that they uh, don't have any, so Olaf goes off to find out uh, what the traditions can be, and no spoilers, it turns out, you know, they they all look within and realize it's right in front of their face the whole time. Um, but it's got some some good songs. It's got three or four songs in there within the half an hour. And, you know, the characters are, if you love them in Frozen, you'll love them here. <laughs> <laughs> but o- overall, because it's a, it's a one action problem, as they would say in like Looney Tunes cartoons. What? I'm talking about Looney Tunes on a Disney what thing. What's happening? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Disney jail. Out. <laughs> I'm out. Um, the one action problem uh, carries through and, and really focuses on the Christmas, I think. it's. I don't know who has seen it and who has not in this panel. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, uh, another one for the nots, just because, yeah. like, I, I I heard all the, you know, negative stuff about it being the lead into Coco, and that really kind of mm-hmm. jaded my opinion on it. And plus, it's like, <clears throat> is, it, is it weird as a kidless 30-something-year-old man, I'm kind of okay with Frozen? <laughs> no. No, there's nothing wrong with okay, that. Okay, cool. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. like, like I... Thing. 
Thank you. I appreciate that, you snowflake. Um, but I, I, I did dig Frozen, but at the same time, I didn't feel the need to go watch another, you know, short, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and the fact that it ended up being like like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's long. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it as a standalone. I, I don't think that they should have tacked it onto Coco. Coco needed the spotlight to itself oh, because it was an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, and Musketeers make you cry. I, yeah. I know, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, something's wrong with me because that movie did not make me cry, and I cry at every movie, so I, I, I don't know what's times. wrong with me. But How did you not cry at that? I was, I was sobbing in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was because people, And I'm a manly man that does manly things. Come on. Well-known, um, with everybody that knows me, that movies, every single movie I watch makes me cry. Dude, yeah. commercials uh, make and, you cry. And so, and everybody, everybody that spoke to me before I saw Coco was like, you're, you're going to cry. You are going to cry a lot. Mm-hmm. So I watched it and I was like, yeah, I, I understood the emotion in it, but it never got me. You were, I know you were probably watching for me to cry and I didn't do it. But, but anyway, back to <laughs> the matter at hand. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. I love Olaf. I love Josh Gad. Oh, such uh, a great job Josh Gad does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that. And, and I'm a fan of Frozen. So I enjoy, I enjoy that world. I enjoy the characters. So I'm down. It's a, it's a new classic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Garrett is a huge Frozen fan, so he he enjoys the Olaf for sure. Mm-hmm. He has a little Olaf that comes out at Christmas time and sits in his room. No elf on a shelf, but he's got <laughs> a, a, no elf on the shelf. Do you have an elf on the shelf, Jen? No, no, yeah, no, no, no we're not doing elf on the shelf. No. No, that no, would not be no. in our family. No, no, like what Mine is, is my DD? So I, I did read about a lazy gnome today. It just sits on the shelf, but it doesn't move then, and. Apparently, parents are really excited about that. I don't know. I did like seeing Mench on a bench on uh, the uh, what, Shark Tank. You know, I thought that was adorable. But yeah, they have them. Not that I have it, but you know. They have them at Walmart. Funny. Oh, Target. Yeah. We saw them at Target. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted them. Random. Jen, Jen is a Shark Tank addict. Yeah. Jen, your thoughts on Olaf's Frozen Adventure? I agree. I don't think it should have been the lead in to Coco. And when I was reading about it and how long it was, I'm like, that's not a short and it's not something to show before a major Pixar film because kids aren't going to sit for all that. Of course, people are going crazy. But as a standalone, I enjoy it. Um, I don't, I mean, I I also enjoy uh, Elsa's birthday. Make it today a perfect day for you, uh, which is a lot shorter. That's a true short, I think, but um, not holiday. Is this uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure? What don't they sing some songs from it during the sing along at hashtag Always MGM? Right. So that was part of my decision in choosing Olaf's Frozen Adventure over a yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas was that uh, when we went in January, I was surprised that they added the songs from Olaf's Frozen Adventure. They tagged yeah. it onto the Frozen sing-along at, at the studios uh, during the holidays last year. And I assume they're doing it again this year, but I thought that was a nice addition. And so therefore the theme park tie-in was why I did go with Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yeah, I like the tie-in there. Well, we did it, guys. We had our little butt luck. Are we doing this every week, guys? Oh, yes, yes, we are. This is the time where we announce the format change. <laughs> Here it is. I have a question for you, Frank. Sure. Have you ever considered putting glitter in your beard? Because it looks perfect for it. <laughs> you have a glitter beard for sure. I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you guys made me fettuccine Alfredo, maybe eat fettuccine Alfredo and bring out Remy, who's right here, sitting here looking <laughs> as we speak, maybe I will consider uh, putting glitter in my beard. But I only learned this yesterday I, that it was a thing. I saw it pop up as like an ad on Facebook or something. That, uh, yeah, so all of the apps are listening to my thoughts so it knew that i was going to do that exactly <laughs> is that how that works they listen yeah. to i think it is yeah, yeah. They, they're listening to the brainwaves yeah. i for one welcome our new robot overlords all right jen i think that'll be this week's theme park thursday poll will uh oh, you want to see frank beard? have a glitter beard yeah you're gonna leave that up to the internet dude you're gonna be pulling glitter <laughs> out of your beard around that's a hundred percent yes yeah um, now 
Back, you should post a picture though when you do this poll of you in the Lenny days when your beard was just out of control. Oh yeah, my Renaissance Festival character yeah. used to have a very unmanageable beard. Yeah. Right. I was right there with you. I called mine the bum beard. Nice, I like it. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is this has been fantastic, both on uh, on the Monday morning monorail podcast, those recordings, and uh, this this was awesome. And I, th- yeah. I thought it was, we did pass the focus ball pretty well. There's the improv game <laughs> that I really based this out of yeah. was uh, passing the focus ball. Uh, <laughs> is uh, do we want to talk about Nightmare Before Christmas? Here we have six minutes left. Our, I mean, uh, we time. we can. Do we want to broach the uh, subject? Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas so movie? This is, this is actually why Stan didn't pick it because she said she was going to pick Nightmare Before Christmas and I went, that's a Halloween movie. <laughs> Just joking. But then she was like, oh, I guess you're right. Well, I'll pick something else. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, Jack Skeleton is the focal character, and he's Halloween. He just hijacks Christmas. So. Right. Very poorly. And once again, unlike Ernest, he can't fly for crap. But yeah. I do like him. Yeah, I love that. So. I love it. Yeah, like I, I grew up in the era when it first came out, and then I went to work at Hot Topic for five years. And um, after October, 75% of the store turned into Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. So yeah. I got very intimate with the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just there had to be a better way to phrase that. I apologize. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it going. So, yeah, and my – maybe not a great time to say this next sentence, but my four-year-old uh, only – really goes for it around the Halloween season, then just sort of himself cuts it off right after Halloween. We never even hear about it again. So I guess From the Halloween movie in us. Exactly. Halloween movie nope. in our so house. We have our answer. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, you guys want to do all your plugs because yes. do all your, your handles and all the things. Justin, I'll turn it over to you if you want to tie in Landon stuff. Landon, you can plug your stuff. Let's just do it all right now. First of all, thanks again for having us. This has been a blast, and I really do hope that we do it again. Yes. Um, hopefully soon. But if your audience, and like you said, we might have very similar audiences, but if we don't, mm-hmm. if they want to come visit us over on the mon- monorail, they can find us on the iTunes, on the Stitcher, on the Google Play Music, everywhere. You just look for Monday Morning Monorail. And on Twitter, we are Morning Monorail because there aren't enough characters. There are a couple <laughs> characters. And um, <laughs> everywhere else, we got a Facebook page, all that stuff, Monday Morning Monorail. We have a voicemail. We've only ever got one message. Yes! Yes. <laughs> so if you want to hear that you'll have to find it but it came from people on this um, so Landon go ahead uh, twitter.com slash Landoz L-A-N-D-O-Z please go follow me Landon <laughs> uh, that's where you can find the latest from me 280 characters at a time also on the website buttmunchchips.com buttmunchchips sit on your butt <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter Reeves have an episode-by-episode breakdown of HBO's award-winning series Game of Thrones Season 7. That's all we have right now, but Hunter and I have talked about as soon as Game of Thrones comes back for its final season, the Got Talk team will return, so we can tell you how every single one of your favorite characters is going to die slowly. (laughs) Sorry, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. Um, I, I also have a uh, wrestling web uh, podcast, uh, Near Fall Radio. That's in the iTunes store. Be sure to search Near Fall Radio. Uh, subscribe and leave a review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. And uh, also, I'm back on the radio, y'all. Yeah. Yay! Monday through Friday on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, locally in Knoxville, Tennessee. You can stream it live at 987news.com or head to the app store and download the News Talk 987 app and you can uh, hear me. Uh, yes. To start your day off, <laughs> on a Monday morning, <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> Once again, I am radios landed down. <laughs> uh, Jen, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, this is awesome, and I want to do this constantly. And I'm super jealous of you guys moving to Orlando. 
and keep considering it myself at this point. I think you just sent me down a rabbit hole, but probably stick around here. I know a really great company. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. The plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for coming right. on, guys. Yeah, thanks this is really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun. And of course, uh, wishing you guys a uh, happy holidays, the Merry Christmas, the Happy New Year. Yes. The whole thing there. Festivus. The Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. Hey, now. Look, look at that, Frank. I know what's up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Jen and I will be back next week with Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. We have no idea what we're going to talk about because we've been focusing on the switcheroo skidoo for a long, <laughs> yeah. long time. Yes. Until then, uh, bye-bye. This is... Um, paychecks to checklists. I don't know what rest is. For the time. Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz featuring Jen Cardillo Snyder and Frank Cardillo. The Dillo's Diz fact checker is Mel Dale. Theme composed by Matt Harvey. Intro and outro music performed by Lindsay Zarugian. You can give Dillo's Diz a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dillo's Diz. You can follow Dillo's Diz on Twitter and Instagram. Dillo's with an S. Diz with a Z, and you can go to DillosDiz.com for throwbacks, archives, and tomorrow's blog. DillosDiz.com. This week's episode featured good company from the album Holiday by The Mummers, produced by Matt Harvey. You can listen to the whole album in its entirety at JesterRevolution.bandcamp.com. And don't forget the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, at Morning Monorail on the Twitter. We'll see you again next week. Copyright The Improviser's Guide Network 2018.